I'm Keaton Fletcher, an assistant professor of psychology at the Georgia Institute of Technology. And I'm Mariana Arvon, an organizational psychologist who specializes in organization and talent development. And this is Healthy Work. Hey, Keaton. Hey, Mariana. So, I have a question for you. Let's go. All right. Have you ever tried to engage in anything to help you better balance work and family or work and non-work? Oh man. I mean all the all the time. Uh <laughs> talk to me. I think I mean finding balance is really hard and there are like different points when it became obvious that it's like changed right like when we had our first son and then when we had our second son or like when we got married or when we got new jobs at each one of those points is like very clear like okay i you know like we have to like readjust and so um i don't know I'm trying to think like of a strategy that i've used mm-hmm. and like implemented to try to find balance um for me creating temporal boundaries has been really important and i think that's been helped out by the daycare, right? Because like we don't have, or I don't have, a uh, standard like nine to five anymore, right? Being a, a professor, mm-hmm. but the daycare has standard hours, and so it's like okay, when you know it's five o'clock, they're done with daycare, we're picking them up, and then I'm not doing work when I'm with these kids, and then when they go to bed, like maybe sure. And so I don't know, f- establishing temporal boundaries that has been one strategy that I've tried to use to find balance. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. And and that does tie into something we're going to talk about. But another question for you, have you ever done anything formal? Like, have you ever done any intervention or signed up for any study that tried to help you better balance work, non-work or not yet? No, I mean, I'm married to a work family scholar. So my whole life is an intervention. (laughs) Uh, No, just kidding. (laughs) But no, No. I've not uh, done anything formal. Okay, okay. Great to know. Thank you for humoring me. Um, So I actually did participate one time in a work, non-work intervention. Actually, uh, Caitlin Kibberts, who's a USF alum, um, was doing her master's thesis. And this was before I was in grad school, but I was like taking classes. So I did a little mindfulness uh, intervention for work, family conflict. My husband and I both did it. But yeah, so I have a a study to talk to you about that sort of analyzes the effectiveness of work, non-work interventions. And there's some really interesting uh, patterns to talk to you about. So let's do it. This study is by Von Allman, Hershey Burmeister, and Kristen Shockley, another USF alum. And it was just uh, released in the Journal of Applied Psychology. So let's do it. Let's go. Okay. So basically, the authors pointed out that we have sort of a dearth of evidence on how well our work, non-work interventions really work in terms of reducing uh, bad outcomes in the work-family interface and increasing good outcomes in the work-family interface. Like we have tons of meta-analyses on work-family conflict, work-family enrichment, work-family balance, but intervention studies are just harder to do and they're rarer. So what they wanted to do is they wanted to really drill down into what are some high quality work non-work intervention studies and what are their effects on proximal outcomes. And so clarifying proximal outcomes a little bit, they wanted to look at whether work non-work interventions would impact work family conflict, enrichment, or 
balance. So forgetting about all the distal things like how emotionally exhausted you are or your family satisfaction or your marital satisfaction or your job satisfaction or perhaps your performance. They really wanted to zero in on, all right, let's look at what these interventions are actually doing in terms of what they're supposed to do with the most proximal outcome, which is are they actually reducing conflict, increasing balance and increasing enrichment? They also had a few really interesting variables about the aspects of the intervention. So they wanted to look at valence. So what that means is, is this intervention aimed at increasing resources, like giving you more to deal with things, or decreasing demands, taking stuff out of the environment that's sort of producing additional burden on you? So that's one aspect. They also wanted to look at the locality of the intervention. So what did the intervention focus on? Did it focus on basically increasing your personal, something in your personal um, center. So giving you more skills, giving you more knowledge, giving you more time. You mentioned time. Or did it focus on something contextual? So something in the environment, something like giving you more support, something like giving you, you know, a flexibility policy in your workplace. So that was another aspect, right? So personal or contextual locality of intervention. And then they also looked at the domain. So was the domain sort of focused on work? Was it focused on mindfulness while at work? Was it was it focused on, you know, specifically targeting something in the work domain? Was it focused specifically on targeting something in the non-work domain? So for instance, something like parenting skills. Or was it a boundary-spanning resource? So an example of this would be family-supportive supervision. And this would be something that is boundary spanning because it, it's a supervisor who's located in the workplace, but it's centered on family su- support. So it's it's targeting a different domain. So that that's an example of a boundary spanning resource. So they were interested in all these three aspects. So resources versus demands, personal versus contextual, and work non-worker boundary spanning. And again, our outcomes are work-family conflict, enrichment, or balance. They wanted to look at specifically studies that that had some type of control group. So control versus experimental group, uh, at least a pretest and post-test design. So they're trying to make sure that, you know, these these interventions, you know, were able to draw sound conclusions, right? It didn't matter if they were, con- you know, randomized or or non-randomized, but we we do have at least those elements of control, statistical control. So, Obviously, you know, intervention research is really hard to do. They started with a pretty big um, group of almost 45 studies, but they narrowed it down to about 26, um, something somewhere between six and 7,000 uh, employees. So again, a pretty decent sample to look at this with. And here is what they found. So basically, in terms of locality, so that's that personal versus contextual, increasing personal resources had a significant effect on work to non-work conflict non-work-to-work conflict. So that's conflict that starts in the work domain and like work negatively impacting your family or your non-work things and and your family or non-work things negatively impacting work. So increasing personal resources helped those two things. And it also helped work, non-work balance. So that's that sort of general, are you satisfied with sort of the way that you're balancing and engaging in both of those two domains? Like, are you holistically happy with the investment and, and demands that you make in both of those places? So personal resources looking pretty good. However, mm-hmm. increasing contextual resources, so things in the environment, did not reduce work to non-work conflict. What? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't reduce work to non-work conflict. 
Also, they couldn't test whether it reduced work, non-work to work conflict or, or work non-work balance. There just weren't enough studies. But but they did see that in terms of work to non-work conflict, increasing personal resources had a significantly larger effect in, than increasing contextual resources, which was not significant. Um, they could not test reducing personal or contextual demands. So this is just focusing on increasing resources. So basically, like under five studies looked at reducing demands at all. So they weren't able to really look at demands. Pretty much all their results focus on increasing resources. And so we see that personal works and contextual didn't really. Now, in terms of domain, now that's whether this is work, non-work, or boundary spanning. Increasing resources in the work domain had a significant effect on reducing work to non-work conflict and improving work non-work balance. And increasing resources in the non-work domain had a significant effect on reducing work to non-work conflict and non-work to work conflict. So both of those, both work and non-work helped reduce work to non-work conflict and non-work helped reduce non-work to work conflict. Um, whereas the work domain resources helped, didn't have an effect on non-work to work conflict, but did improve balance overall. Increasing boundary spanning resources didn't help with work to non-work conflict, but it did help with non-work to work conflict. And when they looked at it holistically, basically increasing resources in the non-work domain had greater effectiveness in improving work to non-work conflict than increasing resources in the work or the boundary spanning domain. So basically what we're, what we're seeing overall is that non-work seems to be the most powerful here huh. in improving work to non-work conflict. Wild. Yeah. And that also was the only one that reduced non-work to work conflict too. So, so far we're getting a picture of personal and non-work uh, resources being the best. In sum, the biggest impact on reducing work to non-work conflict was increasing personal and non-work resources. And contextual and boundary spanning um, resources had little effect on work to non-work conflict. And in terms of reducing non-work to work conflict, so the other direction, and work non-work balance, personal and non-work resources were more effective than boundary spanning. So again, picture is personal and non-work is sort of doing the most here. So what's really interesting is that there's this hypothesis of domain specificity. You and I remember reading remember reading that meta-analysis mm -hmm. in grad school in, you know, Dr. Tammy Allen's class on uh, you know, it was by uh, Shockley and and Singha that sort of looked at domain specificity and how the impact of work family conflict was greater in the domain for which the conflict was originating from. So like if you had work to non-work, you had a bigger impact on your, a bigger negative impact on your job satisfaction than family, for instance, right? So you sort of blame the domain for which the conflict was was originating. But when it comes to interventions, it seems that it's not, it's not working the same. So there really isn't greater evidence for a work-focused intervention on improving work to non-work outcomes. So wild. Yep, pretty interesting. And really what, what they found was that there's sort of this greater support of a more general individual-based pool of resources. So things like time and energy, which is something that you actually said, right? I really, I really want to get back to what you said at the beginning because it's fascinating. So time and energy, things that are sort of yours, that are centered with you, seem to be really powerful. Not a lot of support for boundary-spanning resources, uh, but they did point out that there was a lot of conceptual confusion among authors about what that actually meant. And I, I kind of 
felt this way too. So for instance, like telework was classified as a work domain intervention, but technically can telework be used in a boundary spanning way, right? So they did point that out, that there needs to be better clarity. But yeah, that's the study. Wow. Thank you so much. There is so much there. And I mean, I have some top of the mind reactions before we dig into our typical questions. The first thing that comes to mind is actually the CHIPS Act. So I'm not sure like how familiar you are, listeners are, but um, 2021, one of the big packages that Congress and the Biden administration passed was the CHIPS Act to bring a lot of microchip manufacturing to the United States. Cool. But a huge part of that was that if companies wanted the federal funding from this act, they have to provide childcare for their employees. And that through this would count then, right, as like a non-work resource, right, even though it's being provided by the organization. So I guess the reason I bring that up is that's top of mind for me as like this massive intervention that shows like even though a resource is in the non-work domain, it could still be through the workplace, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And non-work, non-work resources do seem to be really powerful. And you, as a parent of two young children, you could definitely see that, right? Yeah, yeah. And well, I know one of our good friends, like their um, organization stopped providing childcare or subsidized childcare. And like that was a, a huge change, right? And so like even though it's in the non-work domain, it can still come from the organization. Okay, cool. My first question to you is what is most surprising to you? I know it was most surprising to me, but what's most surprising to you? <laughs> Honestly, the fact that interventions centered in the work domain weren't as powerful in, in reducing work to non-work conflict. And I, I sort of cycled through this and, you know, I, I read the author's uh, discussion and it sort of helped me make sense of this. But it's like, you know, maybe maybe work is just a more difficult place to change, right? I, I can't give evidence or studies to back up that assertion, but maybe increasing resources in the work domain is more difficult. There's just more constraints around it. There's less autonomy in, in your ability to sort of capitalize on on increasing work resources, right? Um, so I, I started I started thinking about that. But yeah, what, what surprised you the most? Uh, similarly, right, that the work domain interventions didn't have an effect. And to me, just listening to your summary, the way I sort of resolve this in my mind is that the focus was on resource provision rather than demand reduction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that could be explaining what's going on here. Like, we can't let <laughs> the work domain off the hook here. Obviously, it comes into play, but maybe not through provision of resource in the work domain, but rather like reduction of demands. And I think obviously we just need more studies to explore that. But that's to me sort of where I think I landed from that surprise <laughs> point. Yep. That, that's such a great point because the authors point this out too, right? That employers are probably hesitant to reduce demands and in intervention studies. Like what, what company is going to raise their hand and go, yeah, yeah, go ahead. You know, tell employees that they can work less hours or tell them that their jobs can be less complex or, you know, that they can get rid of everyone in, in the workplace who's stressing them out, right? That demand, right? What, what company is going to raise their hand to do that? So it's definitely a more challenging type of research project to conduct. Yeah. Well, um, what do I do as either a manager or an employee? What do I do with this? Yeah, great, great question. So it's a it's a, a tried and true question, but I actually have a lot of things I want to say here. So um, 
the authors point out something really important, I think, which is that just like to your point, this this doesn't let organizations off the hook, right? So they point out this, I think, really compelling idea that it could be that the reason that personal resources, right, things that sort of center with you, the individual, are more effective than contextual is it could be that contextual has an indirect effect, right? So you mentioned this so beautifully. You said, I have daycare and it gives me more time. You mentioned a contextual resource that increased your personal resource, right? So I think that the argument here is not that companies should say, oh, well, we better just throw all contextual things in the environment, flexible, you know, work schedules, telework, you know, daycare stipends. We, we better just throw that all out the window because it's all about the person. That's not, we, we can't say that yet because it very well could be that those types of things help facilitate this flourishing personal pool of resources that you can use very flexibly. Right. So that that's that's definitely a key thing I think that managers should keep in mind. Right. You still have to you still, you know, do the right thing. Give employees contextual resources where you can, because we, in the absence of more studies, it very well could be that that's sort of a key mechanism that's helping employees gain those personal resources and better manage their conflict. Um, I come from a sort of public health background, occupational health psychology, which is really, we need to target everything. We can't neglect the data that shows us that personal resources are really powerful. So while I'm saying don't abandon contextual resources, we, we really do want to focus on those. So, you know, opportunities to provide employees with mindfulness training, stress management training. Um, think about things in the non-work domain that could help them too. Things like, you know, parenting skills or parenting resources. Um, and, you know, there's benefits to these interventions. Because while contextual, I, I still don't think we can rule out their importance. They're easier, more cost-effective interventions to deliver, right? And they can be, you know, pretty powerful. So that's sort of what I take away. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for this study, Mariana. Thank you, Keaton. Until next time. Next time, bye. Healthy Work is a podcast written and produced by Keaton Fletcher and Mariana Arvon, mixed and edited by Keaton Fletcher, artwork by Keaton Fletcher, and our music is Zero Micro Song by Steve Combs. Please like us, follow us, and subscribe on whatever podcatching software you use. And leave a review in the iTunes store. It really does help get us out there.